You're listening to the Peak Performance Project, the show dedicated to helping you go from underdog to elite in your sport. I'm Tommy Clark, a certified nutrition coach with experience coaching athletes from the high school level all the way up to the professional level. And if you're looking to maximize your athletic performance through proven nutrition, training, and mindset strategies, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Peak Performance Project. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today I interviewed my good friend, pro basketball player, and actually nutrition client of mine, Akil Mitchell. And this one's a really good one. We're talking about how he's handling the quarantine, what his mindset is going into it, and then obviously we also dove into his experience working with me on nutrition, how it helped him out this season, and how we took him, and keep in mind, we'll dive into this, he's 6'9", 240. We took him from eating 1,800 calories a day up to 5,000 calories a day. And we'll talk about how much better he felt, all that great stuff. So definitely stick around. If you're an athlete trying to get your nutrition right, you're gonna wanna hear this one. So really excited for this episode. And then as always, if you enjoy this, if you find value out of it, if it helps you out in any way, definitely be sure to share it with a friend, post it on your Instagram story, tag me in it, all that good stuff. And if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe for new episodes every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with awesome guests just like this. So last thing before we get into the actual episode with Akil, if you haven't already, definitely be sure to pick up the four nutritional mistakes that are destroying your athletic performance. If you want to start to see results like he saw over the course of working with me, you can start for free actually down below and learn about the four most common mistakes I see athletes make all the time. And if you correct those mistakes, no doubt that your athletic performance will go way up pretty quickly. So if you're an athlete, if you're a hooper trying to get right with your food, definitely check those out. They're all free. It's like a 40 page ebook, video series, bunch of other resources. It's gonna be launching a Facebook group next week. Haven't told anyone that, but you heard it here first. So definitely check that out. And as always, really appreciate you tuning in. Really excited for you to hear this episode. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into the interview with Akil. All right, what's going on, everyone? I got my guy, Akil Mitchell, here with me today. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Hopefully uh, the audio is a little better this time. Yeah, no, we we, uh, we just tried to record the intro, and like we were having a conversation perfectly fine right before we started recording, and then, of course, right when we start recording, the audio completely gave out, but we should we should be good to go now. Um, first of all, dude, really appreciate you taking the time to come on uh, and, and kind of share your story, how you're handling the whole quarantine situation. I know you're kind of holed up in your house right now. So a lot of athletes are in the same boat and just kind of figuring out how to navigate that situation. But before we get into like the specifics of that, just give everyone a, an idea of like who you are, kind of your story as an athlete in like throughout like your college and pro career up to this point. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. I uh, appreciate you giving me a call and saying you wanted me to help out. But uh, uh, like you said, Kill Mitchell from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Actually, was born in Panama, so I played with their national team and um, spent a lot of time down there, but mostly raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, played at UVA uh, four years under Tony Bennett. Um, and since then, I've bounced all over the place. Um, played in Australia, played in New Zealand, um, France twice, Italy this season, uh, which is interesting because of, like what you said, the coronavirus. Yeah. Still, still doing a lot of damage there. But uh, it's been an interesting career. It's been an interesting career. 
For sure. And like, I know, I know it's a difficult question. I'm sure you're probably not even going to be able to answer this, but out of all the places you've played, what's been, what's been your favorite so far? I mean, it, it always depends. Like people ask me this all the time, actually. And it just depends. For sure. Like, as far as on the court, I've, I think I've had maybe one of my most productive seasons in Italy. Um, okay. Um, and even though we struggled to, to win some games, I felt like the guys that I was, that I was playing with were, <clears throat> at a really high level. And so that was yeah. fun. Um, it's always been a country I've dreamed about playing in. Um, but in terms of, like, lifestyle, I don't think it gets much better than, than down in South America. Um, Panama, for me, is, is like a second home. And going for to sure. Right there, like, the weather's perfect. you got beaches, mountains, the city life. Like, everything is perfect for me living down there. So um, that's probably been my favorite. Awesome, man. And then um, just to clarify, what, what position do you play? Uh, power forward and center depends on how big the team I'm with. Got you, got you. And then, um, being like you said, being over in Italy this season, how did everything kind of unfold over there? Like between like when you're like obviously in the middle of your season to like now you're back home. Like what did that look like? Like when at what point did that that decision get made? Yeah. Like were you over there when everything was like pretty crazy, or did you, did you get out before it got it got bad? Yeah, so actually, so it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy story because I was traveling like while the numbers were ramping up. So oh, no people, yeah, there's a people window where guys can go home and play for their home countries. Um, Olympic qualifier games. This this round was America qualifier. Um, so I was in Panama, played two games, um, flew down to Paraguay to play the second, um, and check my news and like yeah coronavirus 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 is like just starting to kind of hit and um you know I'm, I'm i'm watching as the numbers in italy just double every day and i'm starting to think to myself okay like this could be really bad if they don't get a hold on this yeah. it could be bad by the time i was ready to fly back to italy the numbers had gotten to a point where i was concerned about getting into the country and not being able to leave so i'm calling my team like do i need to just hang tight somewhere i had a connection in spain I was like, yeah. maybe I have to stay in Spain because if I get back, we won't be able to go anywhere. Um, and of course, everything was just fine. Like, no, 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 it's not like that. It won't get to that point. It's not going to spread. Right. That yeah. was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. I ended up going back to Italy and practice completely fine that week. You know, the numbers are still getting higher, but still nobody's really concerned. And we played a game with no fans, which was like the crazy. How was that? It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Um, I mean, you just don't have anybody screaming. So, you know, you, referees yeah. text out because they can hear everything that we say to them. Usually, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. little things like that. Um, but, I mean, I didn't – it didn't feel too different for me. Um, and then, but, anyway, after the game, we get back to the locker room, and Italy shut down two of the main mm – -hmm. main where it was spreading. Like completely shut down, no travel into or through or out of um, those two regions, the Lombardy region, which has been hit really hard now, where Milan is. Um, and so I'm thinking, okay, there's no way we can play like this. You know, there's like five or six teams. Yeah. The um, but we had practice Monday morning. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, it was a weird, it's been a weird yeah. couple of weeks. Like I was just kind of sitting there watching the numbers pick higher watching as the whole country got shut down. 
and I'm sitting in my house like, okay, like it's not getting better. We, I don't understand like where the miscommunication is, but yeah, we're really talking about the idea of the season being canceled or like players who have families back at home who might want to, you know, take care of the people back at home or protect themselves. None of that was ever really a conversation. It was just like sit here and we'll figure it all yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 really interesting, like how how that kind of unfolds, and it's like it's been the same kind of all around the world. I mean, waiting till it gets to that point where it's like almost too late, and obviously that 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 conversation's outside of the scope, of like what we're talking about. It's just it's it's really it's interesting to see like the response to it. Um, but how long have you been home now? Um, I think fifteen days or something. Like I just cleared the quarantine. <laughs> uh yeah any symptoms nobody around me has had any symptoms so got you i think i'm good on that end but i came home last friday my brother got home the day after so we kind of kind of called it and, and left he plays too yeah he plays in romania oh no way that's dope that's dope um but since you've been home i mean i i kind of know what the game plan has been obviously but like for, for everyone who's listening like what has kind of the game plan been for you as far as how like what your mindset is like going into this period where obviously gym access is very limited like your ability to train the way you want is limited um like what have you been doing over the past like two weeks since you've been home um it's, it's a weird balance that i think everybody's trying to figure out right is like how much time to take off to make sure you rest especially with my body you know, this is valuable time to, you know, Definitely. but you don't want to let yourself get out of some sort of a routine, some sort of a habit. So, um, I don't want to call it staying busy, but, you know, I try to wake up early still every day and get my workouts yeah. in the time I would normally practice, even if it's just like push-ups in my living room and sit up. You've been tired in any of those, uh, push-up challenges? <laughs> I have been, but I'm not doing <laughs> push-ups <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, now once you once you do one of those, it just seems like a never ending. Like people keep tagging you, and it's just yeah. Don't engage. Look away. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting though, because I feel like I think the overall message for for athletes right now and, and hoopers right now it should be don't like don't let this time go to waste. But also part of that, I mean, like you said, is the whole recovery aspect. Like you just played a. Uh, almost the whole season in like logging heavy minutes, like a lot of wear and tear on your body, you know, like coaches over in Europe are kind of crazy. Like internationally, they, it's, it's wild. Like some guys have been talking to you, like just conditioning and stuff like that. Like your body's been going through a lot. So even though obviously your goal is to get better, still taking that time to recover as, as you know, is, is super important. And definitely like we want to be careful the way we communicate like the younger athletes who just finished their high school season and college season, like a lot of them will, will kind of see this messaging of like, Oh, like don't take a day off right now. Or, um, or like keep grinding or like, don't, like don't get lazy. Don't just watch Netflix. But like for some people that might be a good move. And like, that's part of the process. Now, should that last a month, two months, three months? Like probably not. Cause you, even, even if you were a starter in logging heavy minutes, you're probably not like, that worn down but like take a couple weeks to chill out um what does that look like for you for me i had to make it like you said a part of that process like i had to say okay if i want to get better i need to take time off and time off doesn't necessarily it's not limited to time off the basketball court like you can still work 
like spend an hour and a half foam rolling doing core core exercises like spending every day focusing on your nutrition um like what should you be eating in, in, in periods like this like all of that is part of the process so if i'm taking a day off like i don't feel lazy because i know that i'm getting better where i need to be getting better and not just on the court you know what i mean no exactly i, I think definitely having like a structured approach to recovery is important like I think a lot of guys think recovery and think that just means sitting down and watching Netflix all day or sitting down playing video games all day. That's part of it. Like to get, to give your mind a break, like a little bit of like of that is okay. But um, like you said, foam rolling nutrition, obviously really important to me. Um, Stuff like that. Uh, Just for everyone listening, like kind of rewinding a little bit to in season, like what did the nutrition look like for you then? And like, can you give everyone your, an idea of like how that helped you on the court? Yeah, uh, the biggest thing for me, and it's something that I didn't know going into starting to work with you, but I didn't know I was, I just plain up wouldn't get enough calories. And it's amazing like how yeah. big that felt even in the first couple of weeks, of just my energy level on the court and off the court, like my ability to focus, um, my ability to, to recover after like a tough practice. A lot of that came just from like eating enough which I didn't know I wasn't yeah. doing. Um, and it was amazing because I remember like the first couple of weeks, I like, first two days, I was like, damn, I still feel full. And then after that, I was like, all right, I need to eat this much to like, to feel good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, making sure I get the correct proteins, um, making sure that I'm staying on top of hydration is another big thing. It's not super complicated, but the little, yeah. little techniques that you use help me out a lot. Exactly. I mean, I mean, looking at it though, like we haven't, I'm obviously tracking your food and stuff like that, but we didn't really do it. Like you said, we didn't do anything super complicated. It was just making sure you're eating enough. Talked about hydration a little bit. Um, albeit like you were on top of your shit and like got it like dialed in pretty quickly. Some guys will take a little longer to, for it to kind of click, but like overall it was pretty simple for you. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad for me at all. Like my dad is actually struggling with heart issues. And so I've been trying to change mm-hmm. And so I get it. Like a lot of guys are really, really stubborn about it. But again, it became, I don't know, maybe in the last year or two, it became a mission of mine to make sure that I focused on that just as much as I focused on what I was doing on the court. And when you look at it from that perspective, it became a part of my job. Like I need to learn about my body and learn what I need to do. And it really wasn't that big of a deal in the end. Yeah. Guys are pretty stubborn about it. Yeah. How was was using the app to, to track your food? Oh, it's easy. I, I use it every day. Like, yeah, if I eat something, I'll just log it. Like, it searches what I ate. It takes 30 seconds after I do it. Like, yeah, hard. for some reason, there's a stigma around it, like, as being, like, super complicated. But it it's, like, it's not, though. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. What, uh, how has, like, the nutrition plan changed, like, since you've gotten back? Like, what are we, what are we doing now? Like, to, to kind of adjust for the fact that you're not in season anymore. Um, maybe you're taking a little more time to recover. Like what, like, what have we been doing for that? Um, my calorie intake, you know, we talk, my calorie intake is yeah. um, just because I'm not burning so many calories in practice in two days every day. Um, but again, like in this period of trying to fo- focus on like muscle recovery, um, getting back to, to feeling strong and healthy, a lot of protein, um, and just making sure I'm not eating like cheeseburgers and stuff. Like you can't. Yeah. Take off, you got to be there mentally still. And I'm trying to stay away from some of the unhealthy American food, but 
<laughs> I know that's the one thing like being over in Italy you got spoiled as far as like food quality the easiest like the easiest thing you can do is just run to you know run up the street or order Domino's or something and grab something fast but at the end of the day it's, it's not what you should be thinking about for sure and yeah no I mean you hit it on the head as far as um like lowering the calories and stuff like that I think um, a lot of guys either are chronically like they're always under eating cause like they're either eating healthy. So they're eating all this, like, like salads and stuff like that, which is amazing, but they're very low calories. So they end up under eating or on the flip side, this really isn't as common, but it, it still happens. Like guys will overeat and like eat the same way as they did during their season. When the season finishes, then that's how you end up in a situation where you put on the guys wonder like, man, why do I always put on like five, 10 pounds over the course of an off season? Like when I'm not trying to, because they don't take that into account. Um, but yeah, no, dude, you're on top of your stuff. I just want to kind of give everyone an idea of like what we've been doing and like kind of how it's benefited you and all that stuff. So hopefully at least one person uh, is inspired to kind of start down in their nutrition and stuff like that. But is there anything else you've been doing outside of like eating habits and like training and working out like since you've been home or that you plan on doing as you kind of get into your off season of like ways to improve yourself besides um, just being on a basketball court? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, actually we haven't, uh, we haven't really kicked it off yet, but my brother and I are starting a real estate company and, uh, Oh, no way. That's dope. Yeah. Just trying to find other avenues to, um, make as many streams as possible. possible. Uh, and for me, like, this is a strange time for everybody. Like a lot of we're going into a recession. Um, Europe is going to have, have a lot of trouble because of this virus. So like figuring out, you know, ways where I can still make sure that I take care of myself and, can take care of my family even in the event that something happens uh, has been kind of my main focus but um really man like since i've gotten home for about five or six days the most important thing for me is spending time with family um, yeah like being kind of in that situation where you see people like people are losing losing family members and um, it really makes you it really makes you kind of assess what's really important so for me that's kind of those have been my two things, my, my two hobbies for the last, last two weeks, whatever it's been. Definitely. And how, how is that like being a, a player plays internationally and, and stuff like that, like being away from family? Is that something that's tough for you? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But we, I mean, it's part of the job. I do understand it's part of the job. Um, and it's something I've dreamed about for a long time, but I won't have a long way to do it. Um, so I, yeah. I try to keep my family close and I try to, you know, when I do have time to spend with them, I, I spend it completely. Um, like I try to really absorb the time with them. Um, but, you know, it won't last forever. At some point, I'll come home and I'll start a second career and um, then, you know, I'll, I'll be able to, to cherish that time. But um, when I do get it, I try to take advantage of it. Definitely. And um, just kind of as we're get, getting close to wrap up, I'm curious is there anything like that you do like just from your free time now that you have a lot more time on your hands, like when you're not training, when you're not like focusing on like tracking your food or, or spend time with family, stuff like that. Like, is there anything like any random hobbies that you have that like, you just do for fun? Like when you're at home? Uh, random hobbies. I had a dog. He was a big ass random problem. Or a <laughs> <laughs> random problem. <laughs> Let that one slip. Yeah. <laughs> And he he had to stay in Italy, so I've had a little bit more free time now. Oh, uh, no way. Uh, he comes back, he'll, he'll be who I spend a lot of my free time with. Um, 
Yeah. Other than that, no, nah, man, not really. I've never really played video games. Yeah, now like half the NBA is like playing Fortnite and like Call of Duty and stuff. I didn't even know. I didn't realize how how many people were into that in the in the league. If I was, I mean, I would be good if I spent enough time doing it, maybe. But I suck, yeah. So I, you know, <laughs> I yeah, try. yeah. The only game I'm like any good at is FIFA, like the the soccer one, and like like I only play it now because I'm good at it but like I don't have the motivation to like spend hours in front of the TV trying to get good at like Call of Duty or something I would break my TV first and I, I'm such a <laughs> like I throw the <laughs> I would probably throw a game system Oh yeah Yeah and nah. it, it's interesting though like esports e is like becoming like a real thing which is which is actually really interesting but these uh, a lot of these NBA teams have you seen that where they they're playing uh I think it's 2k like yeah got yeah they got like a 2k league i know like what were we saying you think get out for that last like keep a few seconds i said the uh the players in the 2k league get paid more than the players in the g league actually <laughs> that's what that's wild bro that's crazy um yeah no i know nba teams got that and like mls teams have like um fifa players that like represent them so it'll, it'll be interesting depending on how long this quarantine lasts like how that impacts the growth of that but um <clears throat> for sure dude and then just one last question <clears throat> if sorry my, my throat just like clogged up all of a sudden but if you had to give an athlete one piece of advice kind of going into this time period where again like gyms are limited access like resources are limited like what piece of advice are you giving them as far as like making the most out of this time frame be creative, man. You gotta be creative with um, your time and creative with ways to get better. Um, like if you're watching basketball, if you're thinking about it, you kind of come up with new ways to, to get better. Like whether or not it's dribbling a tennis ball through your house, driving your mom crazy, um, whether or not it's sitting down and watching film, whether it's, you know, you gotta be creative with, with the resources that you have. Um, guys that, sit around and, and make excuses about their situation and never get never get very far um, yeah so if, you're, if you're serious about what you want to do then you won't let anything stop you uh, and creativity is the best way to do it. love it bro and then where can everyone find you at like on, on ig is there anything you want to plug like just go for it no you can hit me on ig uh aj mitchell 25 um no, nothing I'm really selling yet, but <laughs> stay tuned on the real estate, real estate business though. Yeah, yeah. If you guys have any houses or properties that you want to move or get off your hands, give me a call. There you go. I uh, love it, dude. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on. I think this was super beneficial for really any athlete, especially Hoopers listening to this. Um, oh, and one more question I forgot to ask at the beginning. I just give everyone an idea, um, especially like basketball players. How competitive is it at the at the professional level, regardless of like what country you're playing in? Like, what what's the competition level like as far as making it there? Oh man, I mean, you got to think about it. The guys that go pro are top one percent of college players. College, like you're looking at the top one percent of all the high school guys. So even at the, the international level, you know, you're, if you're talking about five hundred guys out of college. 250 of them go to the NBA, and you have the rest of us scattered around the world. Still, the, the best players, the best. Uh, you know, there's a guy in Italy, I think, who's leading all of college basketball and scoring for like four years straight. Um, you know, you, you run into guys.
guys who have played in the NBA played all over the world. So um, yeah, just don't get as much access to it, and so we don't have an appreciation for how good guys are. Um, yeah, you can see them compete against the best of them. Like there's, there's some really good players all over the place. Definitely, I mean that's where all the like the the quote unquote smaller things or more overlooked overlooked things like nutrition obviously really big on that one i'm gonna plug that one a million times but nutrition mobility like watching a film like all those little like one percent things that people like don't think make that much of a difference sometimes like at that level even if even if it was because nutrition is like more than one percent but like even if it was just one percent that still matters at that level because the degree of competition is so high i need one percent like if you're a real competitor you there's no reason you wouldn't take one percent Absolutely. Well, dude, thank you again for coming on. This was super, uh, super helpful. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon because we've got, got a coaching call in a couple of days. But uh, thanks again for talking, man. Hey, just want to say thanks for listening all the way to the end of the episode. And remember, if you haven't already, the link to get your free copy of the four nutritional mistakes that are destroying your athletic performance is down below. All you need to do is enter in your name and your email, and it's all yours completely for free. That 40-page ebook as well as a free video series that comes along with it, going over the four most common nutritional mistakes that I see athletes make all the time that are really limiting your potential on the court. So if you're trying to really maximize what you're doing, get the most out of your workouts, especially when we're at home during quarantine, you're really gonna wanna pay attention to these things. So definitely get that free copy down below. It's the first link in the description. And uh, yeah, again, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Really appreciate your support. And I will see you on Monday for our next episode.